0: Friends, welcome to The Word is Resistance, a podcast where white people look at the weekly Christian lectionary from an anti-racist perspective. What role does the Bible have in challenging white people to confront and dismantle racism? How can reading scripture help us participate in building up a new world, given the realities of racism, empire, and systemic oppression? The Word is Resistance is a project of showing up for racial justice or surge. Specifically, this podcast is created by Surge Faith. The music used in The Word is Resistance is a live recording of a song by Dr. Vincent Harding called We Are Building Up a New World. This is a multiracial choir practice in Denver, Colorado, led by Minister Daryl J. Walker. We're deeply grateful to the Freeney Harding family for gifting the movement with this recording. My name is Will Green. I'm a Protestant pastor serving a church on traditional Wabanaki land in the state of Maine. I'm a white person living in the whitest state. Because this podcast is a project of showing up for racial justice, it's specifically designed for white people who are showing up for racial justice. The intent is not to center white experience, but to create space for white people to talk with other white people like ourselves so we can be accountable, engaged, and authentic in the multiracial movement to undermine white supremacy and work for racial justice. We welcome all listeners, and especially appreciate feedback from people of color. On this episode, I'll be talking about part of Psalm 22, which is one of the scripture passages in the lectionary for Sunday, February 28th, 2021. Thanks for listening to The Word is Resistance. Doing so great lately. You know, pandemic and such. This is probably familiar to some of you. Isolation, distance, it's hard. I'm okay, yes, but I'm not doing so great lately. And I guess that's why I'm sharing what I'm sharing in this episode. At first glance, the second half of Psalm 22 which is one of this Sunday's passages, not the first half of Psalm 22. That's not in the lectionary this week, just the second half. At first glance, the second half of Psalm 22 is the sort of lectionary passage I would normally avoid at a time such as this, when I'm not doing so great. That's because this passage is clearly a psalm of praise. That means it's a prayer that spends most of its existence and energy singing about how good God is, Sometimes I can definitely go in for this sort of thing. I do keep a tambourine close by at all times when the Spirit says sing. But sometimes I don't feel like it. And I haven't been feeling really turned on by psalms of praise lately. I am not denying that God is good. Just saying sometimes when I don't feel good, it's hard. So here's how I'm reading this prayer of praise during this time. Verse 23 of Psalm 22, which is where the lectionary passage begins for this Sunday. Verse 23 of Psalm 22 goes like this. You who fear the Lord, give your praise! All you offspring of Jacob, glorify God. Stand in awe of God, all you offspring of Israel. Fine. Okay. Like I said, this is a call to praise. The focus is on God, and everybody is supposed to praise God. The next verse, though, is what I want to call our attention to. Verse 24 holds the key to the interpretation I'm offering us in our work of building up a new world. Verse 24 reads as follows For God did not despise or abhor. The affliction of the afflicted. God did not hide their own face from me, but God heard me when I cried. Okay, and then it continues on with more praise, but that's all I'm going to read of the passage. Okay, now sometimes in the Bible, when the people are instructed to praise God, it's because of these big reasons. You know, God created the universe, so praise God. Sometimes we're supposed to praise God because God gave us the teachings on Sinai, so we're supposed to praise God. Or because God destroyed evil enemies in dramatic conflict. Or because God looks so impressive up there on a throne in heaven surrounded by angels. But here, in Psalm 22, verse 24, it says to praise God because God did not turn away, but instead listened When someone was crying. That's the reason God is to be praised. God did not despise, abhor, avoid, or hide their face from the hard stuff, if you will. Instead of being inconvenienced by affliction, God is able to pay attention. And in these few verses, it says that this is what is special About God. Well, this is a good thing to read when we are aware that the world is unfair or unjust or oppressive or maybe just very, very hard. Whenever people cry, God is aware and attentive. The season of Lent is a time when we acknowledge and name our limitations failures, and temptations for what they are. You know, we don't need to inflate or obsess over what's hard. Such things are bad enough on their own. But Lent is a time for all of us to be aware and attentive to the parts of life that test us. I am sometimes tested by my desire to turn my face away from what is hardest, It's not necessarily that I don't care. In fact, I might care a lot. But there is a temptation inside of me to turn away and do the opposite of what God is said to do in Psalm 22, verse 24. God did not despise or abhor what was hard or turn their face, but God is aware and attentive. This awareness and attention is not mere pity or performative lip service. It says, God does not abhor the affliction of the afflicted. The affliction of the afflicted. That's a powerful phrase. This is serious suffering. And God is there. Fully engaged, aware, and attentive. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's so healing when someone gets you. It's so healing to be heard when someone feels you and knows you, when someone takes the time to show me that they care through their presence and attentiveness, you know what? That actually helps. It actually helps. I'm grateful that I have people in my life like that. I'm humbled that sometimes I can be that person for someone else. But most importantly of all, even when it sucks and when I feel lost, I experience God giving divine attention to my human pain. And, obviously, it's not just my pain, but our pain. The afflictions of this world. Think of uh, that litany of evil obstacles that we often name and examine in the word is resistance. I'm talking about racism, ableism, heteropatriarchy, Islamophobia, anti-Semitism. These are the conditions of the affliction of the afflicted. In my privilege, I am tempted sometimes not just to look away from these things, but to stop paying attention entirely. And when that happens, when I turn away, my heart Is not of God. It reminded of the words from 1 John those who say, I love God, but hate their neighbors, are liars. This might not be a good calling in episode to introduce someone to racial justice, but hey, it's Lent. Also, I I know we can't live in this sort of space all the time. You know, it's necessary to be balanced and to take care of yourself, of course. But you have to know where the line is between taking care of yourself and turning away from others. As a white person, I know that we can get that really, really wrong sometimes. I hope Psalm 22, verse 24, reminds us that if we do turn our face and disconnect ourselves from the affliction and cries in this world, then we need to think twice about whether or not we have the right to praise God. I believe that the sincerest praises of God are those that are informed by reality. That's why we experience Lent in preparation for Easter. We want a reality-informed celebration of our faith, not the pseudo-praises we find in so many white churches, which are really attempts to just obscure or abhor the affliction of the afflicted, which is so real. Around us. And I also know that there's more to life than crying or Lent or the hard stuff. I get it. Racial justice is not all about feeling bad. Actually, racial justice isn't about feeling bad at all. It's about feeling human and being real. So I appreciate how this prayer shows us that attention to affliction is divine, informed awareness of hardship is holy. I feel like I'm kind of bordering on a children's sermon when I make this next point, but I'm going to say it. The reason God is attentive and aware and awake and aligned with these hard things is because God is love. God cares and connects to us through compassion. This is not in Psalm 22, by the way, but I'm saying it anyway. If you believe in God's love, then seek God's love, not in the comforts of convenience, but in the face of the affliction of the afflicted. White people have a lot to learn, not just about how to love other people, but also about how to be loved by God and by others. Not just about how to lament, but also about why we praise We have a lot to learn, not just about admitting the hard stuff, but also about showing up because of what we believe about love. In conclusion, I have an exercise for you to engage in, a Lenten sort of activity. Some questions to ask yourself. When has God or another person shown up for you? Likewise, when has someone turned away from you? When have you been aware and attentive to what is hardest? What was that like for you? When have you been tempted to, or guilty of, turning away? When we do turn away, sometimes the best thing we can do is not focus on uh, apologizing or writing a letter, but sometimes the best thing we can do is to do better next time. Learn not to turn away, but to turn yourself around. Thanks for listening to this shorter episode of The Word is Resistance. Next week, we're going to return to our Lent series on signposts in the wilderness. It'll be another collaborative episode with input from several contributors. So take care, my friends. May this be a holy season of courage and growth. Peace be with you.